Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the latest episode of Inside Columbia Basketball. Each week, we sit down with members of the men's and women's basketball teams. I'm Mike Kowalski. Today, I'm joined by men's basketball first year Cameron Shockley OKK. Later in the show, Kyle's going to be with Janaya Clemens from the women's squad, and we'll, we'll go over uh, what the latest happenings with Lions basketball. So first of all, Cam, thanks for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So it was kind of a jam-packed week last week for, for you guys uh, playing at St. John's and then the two games at Mohegan Sun. Uh, talk a little bit about that and, you know, the quick turnaround and preparing for all those games uh, as, as, you know, as a first year. Yeah, I mean, so we played St. John's last week on Wednesday, and then we had the tournament at Mohegan Sun. Well, actually, St. John's was part of that tournament, but we were at Mohegan Sun uh, Saturday and Sunday. So that's, what, a three-day turnaround. And we have to prepare very well for that. We had a walkthrough the days before. We scouted them, and then we played Saturday, and then we have that game right after. That's our first back-to-back, which we usually don't have until Ivy League play. So that's something that... I had to get used to the other first years I had to get used to, but it's part of it. And talk about playing at Mohegan Sun, kind of close to where you grew up. Did you have a lot of friends and family in stands this weekend? Yeah, I had the first game I had about 10 people there. My cousins, my mom showed up. And then second game I had about five people. So it was fun to talk to them after for them to watch me play. I mean, that was the first time they see me play college basketball, which was fun for them, fun for me as well. Have you ever played there before going into the weekend? No, I haven't. I actually hadn't been there before. It's about it's about an hour and a half away from where I live, but – yeah, it's a nice place, nice arena. Yeah, it was really nice. The, the accommodations were great, and uh, you know, really, all eight teams there were were quality quality teams. Yeah. Um. So it was a good weekend of basketball. Let's take a step back and talk about when you started to really take basketball seriously and think you could do this in college. Uh, t- talk a little about your, the process uh, when you were younger, starting to play the game. Yeah. So I mean, I actually started playing basketball when I was about three or four. My mom put a basketball in my hand. And I just I stayed with it ever since I played other sports but as I got older I knew that basketball was what I wanted to do especially in high school I mean I transferred transferred schools and uh my junior year went to a prep school and that helped me take my game to the next level is it before you transferred when you kind of realized like yeah I, I think I can do this I think I'm good enough to do this yeah I mean I went to actually went to a private school in uh, New York City and it was a great experience there but I knew that basketball was, was, was something I wanted to do at the next level, at the college level, so I wanted to be best prepared for that. And when did Columbia come into the picture? Uh, Columbia was actually one of the first schools that uh, called me my uh, summer of my sophomore year, and they just stayed in contact throughout my whole college process, uh, college decision process, excuse me. And it was a place I wanted to go. Uh, I went to school in New York before, so I was comfortable in the, the Big Apple, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, I just made that decision, and so far it's been a great decision. What kind of what kind of put it over the top for you? Um, honestly, the team. You know, I did my official visit around this time last year and hung out with the guys, and it was one of the closest teams that I hung out with that um, among my other teams that are other colleges that I looked at. You know, just one through sixteen, uh, just all great guys and all people I could bond with. Now that you've gotten to know these guys a little bit more, how how much stronger is that bond, especially early in the season? It's been great. I mean, especially as a first year, there's a lot of different things you have to adjust to on and off the court, and they're more than helpful and help telling me what I need to do on the court, what will help me out off the court in terms of academics, and especially like within practice and the games, just how to get prepared and how to make the best player of myself. You know, Has it been a big adjustment for you so far, or has it been – about what you expected? 
Um, in some aspects, it's been somewhat of what I expected. There are some parts, you know, that, of course, have been an adjustment. That's part of it. I would say just like the preparation that goes into every game, not just some of the big games or some of the smaller games, but every game, every single day, you got to be prepared for practice, for the walkthrough, for games, you know. Um, and then off the court, academics is a big part of it as well, just staying on top of your work, especially like when we go on away games, you have to do homework there. Yeah on the bus and just find time to be proactive, you know. What's been the most helpful advice you've received so far in either, you know, with balancing schoolwork and classwork so far? Um, don't get behind on anything, you know. If you have an assignment due the next week, try to start it the day you get it or the next day you get it because if you leave it to that last moment, especially with the busy schedules we have, you're just not going to be able to do yeah. it. So, <laughs> yeah, just get on top of everything as soon as possible. On the court, what are you happy with that you've been doing so far, and what do you think you still need to be working on? I think just understanding how the college game works. There's a lot of different sets. There's a lot of plays that we run. And then on defense, a lot of the different schemes that we run, especially against some of the good players on other teams, just understanding that and being able to execute it. I think I've gotten a lot better in that because that's something that we didn't necessarily have in high school. you know. And then something that I need to get better at, I would say – just staying focused throughout those 40 minutes. You know, it's a longer game than the high school game. So just staying on top of each four minutes, what we call missions, and just making sure you're doing what you need to do on the court and even on the bench because that matters as well. Thanksgiving is a Thursday. You guys are here getting ready for Lehigh on Saturday. Um, what, are you got, what are you guys planning to do together uh, to spend Thanksgiving? Yeah, so we're fortunate to have um, a couple of our teammates uh, who live in New York City. So we're all going to get together. Uh, Jake Clores, we're going to spend time at his house with his family. I heard his mom makes very good food, <laughs> so I'll, I'll be the judge of that. I'm sure it's good. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be a good time. We have practice that morning, and then we'll just go have a good time for the rest of the day at his house. What's your favorite uh, part of the Thanksgiving meal? Ooh, I mean, I love food. I love all yeah. types of food. <laughs> so I'll probably try one of everything and then go for seconds on what I like the most. I like turkey. <laughs> stuffing oh man i can name it all but (laughs) (laughs) um what were some did you talk about how you guys celebrated thanksgiving when you were growing up what was that like in your family um it was fun so we had uh about a week usually for thanksgiving break and i'd go down to nashville spend it with my mom my grandma my grandmom's dog and that was a good time i have some cousins down to nashville too so and my grandmother can cook (laughs) so (laughs) what's her go-to her go-to uh, she makes a mean turkey. Yeah. I mean, every single year it turns out great. So, yeah, it's, it was fun. It was a fun did time. Did they fry it or did she put it in the oven? She fried it one time, but it was it was good. Yeah. It's just the fry, you know, it takes up that smell for the whole house. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't do that every year. Yeah. But I, I was I was grateful for it. <laughs> yeah. I, when you said Tennessee, I had to ask the question because that's, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Through the first seven games, what are some takeaways you got you have noticed about the whole team and, and – things that are, might be a little bit more under the radar that you guys are noticing and, and focusing in on and, and have taken as positives? I think one thing, I mean, we have a very talented team, but we've also started out with a 2-5 and five record, so that's not as great as, of course, we want it to be. But we've, been, we've done a good job staying positive, not getting down and knowing that there's a lot of things we still need to work on, but those are things that if we work on, we can get better at and start the wins will start piling in. So just the positivity, like the whole mood of the team, seems to be going up instead of just giving up or going down, you know, and that's something that 
will matter, especially now, especially later down the season, because you're not going to have the perfect season. Now everything's not going to go your way. So that's really important, I think. So let's just ask a few rapid fire questions off the top of your head. Just give me, you know, the, the quickest, the first thing you think of, and I'm going to ask some questions about your teammates. So mm -hmm. we asked Jake last week, who's your, the funniest teammate? Mm -hmm. So who do you think? Do you agree with him or with Ike or is there somebody else that's underrated? Ike's funny, but I got to go with Jake Clores. He yeah. says some things. He doesn't say too much all the time, <laughs> but when he does say something funny, it just, it gets me. <laughs> uh, best dressed on the team. Best dressed. Ooh, uh, Ty has some nice fits. He comes yeah. in when he wants to dress well. He can <laughs> he can really dress well. <laughs> um, favorite spot to eat in New York City? Favorite spot? Uh, there's this place on 42nd and I think 41st in Lexington called Delmonico's. It's like a deli slash, deli slash um, restaurant, and that's where I always used to have breakfast growing up. So that's that's been my spot, especially like when I go downtown or I have time, like I'll go get breakfast there or lunch there. What are one or two things on your New York City bucket list that you haven't had time to do yet? Ooh, um, I don't know. I mean, because I went to school here, I was able to do a lot. Uh, my favorite place, Madison Square Garden. I'm a Knicks fan, so. I'm sorry. I know, <laughs> honestly, right? I've been a Knicks fan since 2008, and it's it's been a struggle. But you don't even remember the glory days. I know, I wasn't even there for it. So I'm, I'm going to stay loyal, though. You yeah. know, hopefully we can turn it around, but. Uh, two places or two things on my bucket list. I've actually never been to uh, Radio City. Okay. So that's one place. Great uh, venue. Yeah. Really great. That's what I've yeah. heard. And gosh, a second, a second. Ooh, um, I'm a big fan of jazz music. Um, I've never been to jazz club, at least downtown. Okay. I know there's a lot of great places there. So that's something. The Cotton Club's right over over exactly. 25th as well. So Legendary I could place, yeah. go over there as well. So that's something I want to check out. Let's talk about the Knicks fandom a little bit. You guys got an opportunity to talk to Allen Houston in the preseason. What was that like for you guys, especially at being growing up as a Knicks fan? Yeah, that was wonderful. I mean, he's one of my favorite players, especially because he played for the Knicks, but he's also a great player in his own right. Uh, it was just great. He gave us a lot of perspective on his recruiting, um, his college life, his NBA life, and just like what our goals should be, what our values should be for ourselves and for our team. You know, he gave us – a lot of perspective on what it's like to be like in the NBA, what it's like to travel, what it's like to practice, the intensity they go through, the hard work that they put in, and that if you put in that work and you have the right values, that your team should be successful and you should be successful personally. So that helped us out a lot. We were able to ask some questions about how the Knicks were. He used to play for the Pistons as well, how that transition between the Pistons to the Knicks was. And now he's uh, the GM for the Knicks G League team. So he just we were able to talk to him about that as well. So it was a, it was a great experience. Seems like Coach brings in a lot of these guys in preseason to kind of get you guys ready and give some different perspective. How how much have you guys taken in from that, and how helpful is it for you? And do you think about th certain things as you're playing so far? Have you relayed anything that Allen Houston or anybody else that's spoken to the team you know, in the preseason does it, has it carried over to the regular season so far? Definitely. Um, we did this – what was I, I don't know if you know about it. The 5 a.m. I guess yeah, the program, the program. Yeah. yeah, we did the so we did a program over um, the off season where we'd all come up, get up at, I think, 5 a.m. and uh, work out. And it was more about not just the workouts, even though these those were difficult. It was more about the team building, the team bonding. And that said, one of the things they said was set the standard that it doesn't have just to be like the leaders or the oldest people on the team. 
that can set the standard for the team. It can be some of the younger guys, and that resonated with me because I feel like as a, if you want to have a great team, you need everybody to show leadership, not just the oldest players or the best players. So that's something I think as a team we come back to a lot, just do what you need to do to make the team better, you know. And last thing, with this stretch of games starting on Saturday, what are the things you're really focusing on uh, this last four games before we head into finals break? I think definitely being more physical. Uh, we got out-rebounded uh, Saturday against Ryder, and that hurt us a lot. Uh, I think if we can be more physical on the boards and just in general, especially on defense, we'll be able to get those wins, especially we got a home game Saturday. We won our first home game, so we're going to try to win this one as well. Cam, thanks for taking some time today. Thank you. Have a good Thanksgiving. We'll see you on Saturday. Uh, We hope to see you all there. Men's basketball against Lehigh, 4 p.m. after the women's game against Milwaukee at 1 p.m. So right now I'm going to throw it over to Kyle, who's with Janiah Clemens. All right, Mike. Great interview with Cam. As you mentioned, I'm sitting down here with Janiah Clemens from the women's basketball team. We had you on last year, so I just want to officially welcome you back. How's everything going so far? Everything's going well. I mean, season is on the way. Things are flowing. Um, it's, it's a great time to be a Lion. Great time to be a Lion. Uh, Thanksgiving break, oh, not break, but Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. What do you have planned? Uh, so actually, uh, the mostly the whole team is going to go to Michaela Markham's house, and her mom's going to cook us a kind of pre-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner. That's nice. On, th- on Thursday. On, on Wednesday. Thanksg- on Wednesday, yeah. pre-Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. That's nice. She's, she lives, anybody who doesn't know, Michaela Markham out in Manasquan, New Jersey. Yeah. Jersey Shore area over there, North Jersey Shore. Yeah. Uh, so that's Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. Or yep. So we're actually heading there tonight. So we're gonna we're gonna all have a big sleepover. Oh <laughs> my God, that's cool. Yep. And then spend a day and have some some Thanksgiving food and head back to the city uh, in the afternoon. Is that a first uh, this year doing that, or did you guys do that last year too? Uh, we we're, we've been there um, multiple times, and I know last year for Thanksgiving, uh, some people went over there, but. This is the first time that, like, majority of the team is going to be there. So it's a little different. <laughs> That's cool, though. Well, I hope you guys have some nice turkey, mashed potatoes, whatever it is that yep. uh, the Markhams have planned up for you. I'm sure it's going to be something good. Oh, yeah, and a little bit of Italian. You know you got to have that oh, touch Oh, a little there. bit of Italian. So uh-huh. what do you like? What, what are we going with then? I mean, they always have great salad. Okay. Like some unique flavors and different dressings that her mom makes. She comes from an Italian family. Yeah, and then the okay. pasta. On her mom's side? On her, on her mom's side. Okay. The pasta, you, I'm, I'm 100% sure there will be pasta <laughs> of some sort. That's my kind of Thanksgiving dinner. That'd be, <laughs> I mean, I'm just probably going turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing. I mean, stuffing, mm-hmm. I have to have the stuffing. but Yeah, I'm a big sides person, I'd say, for Thanksgiving dinner, though. My biggest thing is not to fill up on the hors d'oeuvres before the meal because what happens to me <laughs> is I'll eat the shrimp and the cheese and crackers all before the meal, and then right. the turkey comes out, and then I'm full. That's, and I'm just that's trying to force it. <laughs> All right, for anybody who doesn't know, you're from Aquakeek, Maryland. Did I say that correctly? Yes, Aquakeek. Aquakeek, Maryland. Uh, what was your Thanksgiving tradition growing up down down in the DMV? Um, so actually, on my mom's side of the family, we have a, a pretty tight-knit, it's like seven of us maybe, and we'd all just go down to uh, Maryland, either my place or my aunt's place, and you know everybody brings their dish or there's cooking all day. Lots of delicious smells and lots of games. Um, it's just a it's just a great time to be around family and have all the dishes that you love at one time. I love Thanksgiving. You have a big family, big gathering at those Thanksgivings. Yeah, well, big as in our core group. Okay. <laughs> so not that big, but yeah. 
everyone gets to see each other, um, and all the kids come back. So it's it's a good time. Did you grow up with a lot of like siblings and cousins, like all kids your age? I am growing only up? child. You're on only my mom's child. Side. Wow, we have such a like a, a variance of yeah. uh, siblings on this team <laughs> because I was talking with Andrea McCormick and we went to her house earlier. Oh, yeah. and she's one of eight. Right? Is yep. that correct? Eight, I think it's one of eight. Abby Shoes, one of seven. Yeah. But now you're an only child. I'm on my mom's side. I'm an only child. I grew up with my mom. On okay. my dad's side, I do have five siblings, but okay. um, it's different because I, I don't really live with them. So. Yeah. So you kind of grew up feeling like I mean, you you had the only child. Yeah. Growing. I'm up. a little spoiled. A little, a little bit. spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So, wanted to bring up your senior this year. Talk oh, about yeah. that. Can you believe this is your last year uh, with the team? Like, has uh, that hit you yet? I try not to think about it because I'm an emotional person. Okay. <laughs> and so every time I think about it, like what it really means, I'm like, oh, man, like I don't want that. But I I'm ex- I think that I've come a long way. And, you know, it's it's time to that final stretch and see what the next chapter is. So uh, it's like bittersweet. I'm happy that, you know, I have come so far and that I'm going to finally get that Columbia degree and be able to move on to the next steps but it's also like this is what I've known for four years so it's a little scary <laughs> yeah you and Steph Lynn have been through all four years together yep. I mean talk about your relationship with her I mean you guys you guys have made it all the way through yeah Steph Steph is definitely someone that I can count on time after time she's the most consistent person that I've ever met so I love her to death um I've enjoyed watching her grow we've grown together so I'm gonna miss her but I'm excited for for what the future holds also. I will have Steph Lynn on the podcast later this year. (laughs) All of our listeners who are wondering, we definitely will have Steph on the podcast and hopefully have you and Steph on together that weekend going into your senior weekend. But that's not for a while. We won't talk about that yet. That's not until the middle of March. We got a lot of things to take care of before we get there. A lot of basketball (laughs) to be played for sure. All right, speaking of basketball, let's get into the basketball a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right now, when we're recording this podcast, at least, I don't know if this podcast is going to come out after the Milwaukee game or before the Milwaukee game, but right now the team is 3-3. Three and three. Yep. Uh, We have the doubleheader, men's, women's basketball doubleheader coming up on Saturday. You guys will play Milwaukee. The men will play Lehigh. Uh, your team coming off a nice road win at Army mm-hmm. last weekend, uh, 71-62. A big run to close out that game, 22-6 to run. Yep. Team was down seven, I believe. Coach G called a timeout. <laughs> I mean, what was – maybe you can't tell me what was said in that timeout. <laughs> but, I mean, what clicked for you guys in the final six and a half minutes of that game to to just go on that run and pull that game out? I mean, what Coach G said during the timeout was just we have been – we haven't been playing our best basketball this whole time. And we're still here. We're still in this game. This is still our game. And she still believes that we're going to win this game. And so that positive mindset and that attack mindset that mindset that she kind of um, that she kind of gave us in that timeout, we were just like, okay, you're right, we're going to win this game, so let's go do it. And so it didn't matter what happened before because it matters how you finish the game off. And I think we did a good job um, kind of dealing with that adversity that we had seen. I want to run through a few numbers from the end of that game. After you were down seven, the last six and a half minutes during that 22 to six run, team was six of nine from the field, 10 of 13 from the free throw line to put that game away. But you yourself had a nice fourth quarter. You scored 15, po- team high 15 points in that game, scored nine in the fourth quarter, had two 
big baskets with about two minutes left. It was a one-point game. I think it was 62-61 at the time, about two, two and a half minutes left. You came down, you hit two little jumpers in the paint. I mean, <laughs> your, your patented pull-up J, <laughs> J's for J, if I will, uh, to turn a, a one-point game into a five-point game. Uh, do you feel like in those moments, end-of-game moments like that, now that you're a senior, that you're more comfortable in those moments? Definitely. I mean, if you saw the first half, it, it wasn't pretty. And um, I think what helped me stay poised is just knowing that Coach G has the confidence in me and she knows that regardless of what happened that first half, I, I know what I'm doing out there and I can I can make big plays. So she just kind of tried to keep me positive and keep me engaged. And it, it worked out in the end. And I just went out there and I kind of forgot about everything that happened before it, and I just knew that I really I really wanted that W. And you talk about the poise of the team, but the depth of this team, too, this oh, year. Yeah. I mean, I looked out there in the third quarter of that game, and we, I don't even know if we had a single starter on the floor at one point in the third quarter, you know, just with the way the ebbs and flow of the game. I think, mm -hmm. you know, a bunch, of, a, bun a bunch of people off the bench, but a bunch of people that can contribute and know their roles on this team. I mean, how is that this year for you? I mean, this has to be one of the deepest teams you've been a part of. Oh, 100%. I mean, it, it's scary to look down the bench, and there's just – I don't think there's a, a a lapse at all. I think that every single person on this team can contribute in different ways when we need them to. And uh, that's the great thing. I mean, when one of your starters are at some point, a lot of your starters aren't having the game that you would expect them to have, it's great to have other people that can step up and kind of – help them, bring them along, and uh, try to get them back into their flow. And I think that's something that we might have been lacking in the past, you know, where now we have a lot of players that can get the job done in different ways, of course. But it's, it's, good. it's a good feeling to know that we're so deep. Yeah, it's certainly exciting, especially when you think about, you know, the, this is your senior year and, you know, you want to have as good of a, of a final season with this team as possible. You know, I'm sure the goal is to go to the Ivy League tournament this year, mm -hmm. and we've talked about that and all that. But, I mean, just the size that this team has off the bench. I mean, you got Callum Spiller coming off the bench who can block shots and rebound. Hannah Pratt this year, you know, thankfully she, she she's back from injury. She got injured last year or she would have played as a freshman. But, I mean, the rebounding difference from last year to this year, I mean, it just keeps you in games. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then you have to definitely put Caitlin Davis in that group. Caitlin Davis, yes. <laughs> uh, thank you for not letting me yeah. forget. <laughs> no, they're, they're just like machines out there sometimes, like, it's it's beautiful to watch, you know. It even sometimes when the ball goes up and you think like ah, that shot didn't go on. We got back, we're back on defense. They'll just come out flying and go grab the Obor, and I'm just like, okay, we're we're back. We're yeah. still in it. Yeah, I've seen so, so many offensive rebounds yeah, this a, year. I love it. I love it. it. And it also just pushes everyone else to to join them to join start crashing more. And uh, I think we could really give teams some problems with the way we um the way we crash the board. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Big Lil, Lillian oh, Kennedy's yeah, fourth quarter. I mean, in that fourth quarter she <laughs> had against Army, too. I mean, she's the, I see her wearing the gold jersey out there this week. She's the, the yeah. edge player of the week. You want to talk about that for anybody who might not know, like so, the whole edge player of the week tradition in the gold jersey? Yeah, it's, it's, it's looking a little slow for the guards uh, to start this season. But edge player is basically someone. So edge is our energy, our discipline, grit, and excellence. And in the game, there's a lot of stats that go unnoticed, I'd say. And so we we make it a point to pay attention to those stats that maybe you guys might not notice, but the hustle plays and the doing the extra thing that, that really don't appear make, on the box exactly score. that make a difference um, in the game. And 
So Big Lil, it's great to have her back on the court. Um, we de- I think her presence was definitely felt that fourth quarter, and it was it was refreshing. Um, but yeah, I say the guards are struggling because the the bigs have won it. The bigs have got every that single game the so far, but it's okay. All right, I'm feeling it for the guards yeah. this week against UW Milwaukee. I'm yeah, feeling it. We, we're gonna we're gonna set up a little game plan and see how we can <laughs> win this thing. <laughs> well, as long as the team keeps winning, I'm sure. It, really, at the end of the day, doesn't matter who gets that gold jersey. But right. you know, I'm sure for the pride, the guards. Yeah, you're leading the guards group. Yeah, man, I, I gotta we gotta get it together. <laughs> All right, now moving back off the court for a little bit, I want to talk about your major. I want to talk about your plans after graduation. Uh, you're a computer science major, mm-hmm. and Coach G, in the first episode of this season's podcast, uh, gave me a little insight into all the, you know, what you've got going on after graduation. She said you've already got a job lined up, so yeah. congratulations on thank that. Thank you, thank you. Uh, do you want to just kind of tell everybody about that, where you'll be working and how you got that opportunity? Um, so basically this summer I interned at Citibank as a – um, doing some software development and I got the return offer and I actually accepted the return offer, um, pending, gra- uh, pending March and all that. There's still, I think I still want to play professional basketball, of course, yes. but, um, uh, we made the deal that kind of, um, since I won't know how that all will pan out until later for right now, I'm going to go work at city. And whenever that comes along and, um, if the opportunity presents itself, then I, I would take that opportunity. So basically just a win-win situation yeah. that, no matter how it goes. Absolutely. I mean, you've, you've got the, you've got the, you know, you, no matter whether or not you play basketball, obviously we want you to play basketball <laughs> post uh, graduation and we wish you the best in that. But eventually some point down the road, everybody knows that that time's going to come to an end mm-hmm. and you need to know what you're going to do after that. Right. Anyway, so it's, it's tremendous that you already have that lined up for yourself. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, Jay. Well, we wish you the best on Saturday against Milwaukee, the start of a four-game homestand, which is really nice. The next road trip that the team is going on won't be until the last week of December where you get to take a nice trip down to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt and Tennessee State. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the next four games all at home. I mean, that's got to be nice to play at home during this time, you know, with Thanksgiving and then not to mention the finals, mm-hmm. the second week of the first, second week of December. I mean, is that nice for you? I mean, it's got to be nice talking about that uh, well, to play at home. Definitely. I, I love playing at home. You know, you have that home court advantage, just the balls that you play with every day the rims, the court. It's just a familiar atmosphere, your own fans. So I'm very excited for this home stretch, and I, I think it'll it'll work in our favor. All right. Well, Jay, again, thank you for joining the podcast this week. Thank you for having me. No problem. I will talk to you again later this season, and best of luck to you and the team the rest of the season. Thank you. As always, thank you to all of our listeners this week. As we mentioned, the Columbia Men's and women's basketball teams are home on Saturday, November 30th for a doubleheader at Levian Gymnasium. The women take on Milwaukee at 1 p.m., followed by the men's game against Lehigh at 4 p.m. Both games will be available live on ESPN+. To subscribe to ESPN+, visit ESPNplus.com. Once again, thank you for listening this week, and we'll talk to you again next week.